Welcome to You, Me, and the SEC, the podcast about the intersection of SEC football and culture. And Brittany, I have been busy tonight looking up uh, Airbnb possibilities in New Orleans uh, around New Year's Eve. And what does that have to do with anything? I, I mean, you can kind of fill in the blank. I, I just think that there may be a certain SEC team that may be in play for the Sugar Bowl now because of a certain game on Saturday night. You want to just go ahead and talk about I'm just it. just a little emotional still. Um, I know. We're like 48 hours out now. Yes. And if I think about it hard enough, I, I, I do still start crying. There's tears that come into my eyes even when I think about it. Um, I don't know. Like, there is no possibility for Kentucky – to win the national championship. Mm. It's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I've made peace for that. I don't even want that. So I feel like that what happened Saturday night is as close to, like just in an individual setting, that is as close to that feeling that I think Kentucky football realistically still can look for. Mm. And just knowing growing up that, you know, when Kentucky played Florida, Florida won by 50 points. That was just a given. Mm-hmm. The idea of beating Florida was so foreign that even when Kentucky was good in like the mid 2000s, it was just so far away. Like it's still, that's a ceiling that we could not crack. Mm-hmm. And to see that happen Saturday night in a way that you watch that game and you see just very clearly Kentucky is Florida's peer on the field. Right. Neither team played great, and yet Kentucky was able to win. It's just a moment that I would never really expect. It's kind of like if Georgia ever beats Alabama. I feel like that would be the... the, Why'd you just have to stab it? I I just think we could also go ahead and transition into the life of a Georgia fan, and that's a way that you could connect with me in this moment. Okay. Because that feeling of you trying to beat Alabama is ours beating Florida. I, I okay. So giving some some context context because we really just jumped right in here um, with Ben's feelings, which I knew we would. Um, no, I haven't even started yet. I have so many <laughs> feelings and thoughts, and I was mad because we're sitting here waiting for Kit to fall asleep. Oh my gosh! And she said, and and that's another thing well, about we'll, Saturday yeah, night. Yes, so we'll we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, but I so Kentucky um and Florida play every year. They're both in the SEC East. And um, Kentucky, as until 2018, had not beaten Florida at all since 1986. Correct. Which is a long time. And for a Georgia fan, I get I get those stretches. But yes, forever. there's another stretch in there from the 80s. I don't quite want to say yet what it is, but continue on. Um, but it was a big deal. It was like, and they all that game is always close. I mean, again, in my lifetime of a watching Kentucky football, which is the last like 10 years. It was always close, you know? Yeah. Even And it was like <laughs> sometimes those years you're like, they're gonna do it. And then they didn't. Yeah, even and it was heartbreaking. Even the early Stoops years, like his the second year, Kentucky nearly won in Gainesville. So it's Florida has for some reason been the team he has played better. Joker Phillips, the coach before Stoops always played Georgia very close. Mm. That's something Stoops has not done. Yeah, uh, but it's it's been really so uh, a long road since 1986. Right. So in two, I would know that's when I was born. That's right. So in 2018, um, Kentucky finally beat Florida 
in Gainesville. Right. Um, and it was, there was a lot of tears with, and with Ben. There was. Um, I don't super remember. I remember we were living with my parents. Yeah. Right. And Life I only remember that in... because of that um, we were bankrupt. picture. <laughs> we were not bankrupt. No, we had that... just moved yeah, and they true. were very kind to take us they in. They took us in. Sheltered um, us in our yes. time of need. Um, but another another streak ended with this uh, win over Florida um, this week because they'd never won in Lexington. Yeah. So since, that was like another since eighty six. Since eighty six, right. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like another piece of the streak that ended. Um, there were tears in our home. I kind of want to go ahead and just paint the picture of what our house looked like. Is, well, go ahead, Picasso, okay. paint it away. Um, so we have a freshly two, freshly new two year old, right? So she just turned two like a month ago, actually at the beginning of football season, right? And um, she's decided that she can throw herself out of her crib, and mm-hmm. she decided this in the middle of the Kentucky game, right? When I am clearly solo parenting, yeah, right? It's, it's true because this game started at six, and so this was like seven thirty or eight, and she keeps hurling herself out of her crib like so swiftly and so quickly that all I hear I like shut the door start down the stairs thud and she's like <laughs> throwing herself out of the bed again oh my gosh she's gonna develop like a hunchback situation good night and so finally I was like scary. I cannot do this I think I just broke our chair really yeah I just pulled the thing off oh. I think it's like glued on but Okay. Well, you're messing up my narrative. Okay. Sorry. So go ahead. Please stop. I was distracted. Is this um, like a nail? That's going to hurt. Listen. Okay, keep listen, going. You're messing just tell us the people up. the story. Gosh. I'll have to fix the chair. Well, just. Okay. Anyways. So I finally just brought Kit down here and she um, got to be with Ben at the end of um, that game, which was very special. She did. It was really ben sweet. Ben was crying. Kit was clapping. I was having a stress attack that my two-year-old is now not in a crib, and how am I ever going to sleep again? She seemed perfectly fine to me. Uh, I don't think there was any... Oh, you're talking about, like, the next night. Oh, well, yeah, you're totally true. Yes, like, the what this meant that I now have to figure out how to lock her in a room. So, hence... Gosh. The late podcast. Please just sit. Get in a new chair. This chair, I can't like sit back. It's like these okay, knives coming out forward. of the back. That, I feel very awkward just sitting forward you like look this. Really awkward. I'm sorry. You need to fix yourself, okay? I'm trying to fix the chair first. <sighs> Anyways, so um, so yes, it was very memorable. I will always remember that as a time when Kit um might have had a concussion because she kept throwing herself out of the the crib and i had all these feelings because that game was really good and i was like semi watching it you like gasped when the the final incompletion yes but i also like had my mind like very much on the fact of like oh crap what am i gonna do now so was that gasp for the impending doom of trying to figure out how to parent our child or was it for the game no it was for the game because at that point i had been like okay i screw this i'm waiting for ben to be able to parent with me fully because I'm tired right. of having her be thrown, throwing herself out of her crib. So um, I was able to enjoy the end of the game, but I'm not going to lie, Ben. I don't know if I've told you this. I really did not think I was like waiting for Kentucky to screw it up. How dare you? And it's not, because... how dare you? You would have that thought. It's not like Kentucky football's ever screwed up the end and of the it, game before I, against Florida. I know how dare it, you? it's totally because of how many Florida games that I have watched um and 
like that's just what Kentucky's done. And I was like, this is going to be so sad because they're just going to mess it up. And we did go to one. What was that? 2017. Yeah. Where uh, after the game, we left uh, Kroger Field. And uh, I don't think I talked for like an hour after yeah. I didn't say one word. So, yeah, it was tough. But times. anyway, enough about Kentucky because there'll be so much more to say. Uh, when Kentucky wins their next two games and goes into the bye week at 7-0. and Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Don't you feel like that's going to happen? I do not. Well, they've got to beat LSU. Mm-hmm. And then who do they play next, the next week? They play Check Georgia. notes. Uh, oh, that's Georgia. Georgia. Okay. okay, anyway, where does Florida go from here? Because I know. Because I had this, like, narrative in my head. Remember, I was going to say something about Dan Mullen, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was. Yeah. Now I really don't know what it is. Um, Florida is... This really kills their chances in the East mm-hmm. because hypothetically to get to Atlanta, they would need Georgia. They have to beat Georgia, and then they have to hope Georgia loses to someone else. The only team I think it realistically could happen is this coming weekend to the rise and the ascension of Auburn Jesus. But we'll get to that uh, next uh, next pod. But where does Florida go from here? Right. It was really interesting. Why don't, hey, why don't you get a pillow? Get a I pillow. am going to fix this. Why are you doing Talk this about in the Florida. of the podcast? Talk about Florida. <sighs> okay. So, yeah. So, we were had a lot of really positive things to say about Dan Mullen last um, podcast. And I think it's really interesting that he goes and loses this game to Kentucky. I knew it was going to be close. I did not think that they were going to lose in Lexington. However... Like, one thing I have a question about, which I'm going to have to ask in a minute, because somebody's doing some, like, I chair. Can, I can multitask. Thank <laughs> you very much. Um, is that, you know, they had eight false starts. And I don't know a whole lot about false starts. I know that it happens a lot when there's a really loud crowd. Um, and I know there's a lot about communication on the field and, um, like, hand signals, like a clap or um, a yell, like, communicating on the field basically um and i feel like if you have like three a game it's like okay guys this is a problem that we need to address but eight that seems like almost borderline excessive to me like there's an issue yeah it's a big number and i think that uh it's really surprising because the the florida offensive line have been crushing it i mean Mm -hmm. what they did to alabama in the second half two weeks ago was amazing Mm -hmm. and uh i you know i don't want to say it was all the crowd because Listen, at the end of the day, Kroger Field in Lexington is only 60-odd thousand. Mm -hmm. That's like two-thirds the size of all the bigger. Like, what's going to happen when they go play LSU? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that, yeah, that game's in Baton Rouge. You know, what's going to happen when they play, is there another road game? Uh, that I mean, they play Jacksonville this is... Well, that doesn't really count. We had that conversation this weekend. (laughs) We did. That is not a road game. Just stop it, okay? But, like, I was very surprising... And, um, you know, they've been doing so well, and it, it, it was the game. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if that, that's – eight times five is 40 yards. And, you know, if you take those 40 yards out, and it makes a, it makes a big difference. It gives them so many more possibilities. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very, very disappointing loss for Florida. Not that they lost, but it's the way you lost. Right. It seems like – is that a coaching issue when you have that well, many penalties? I mean, it, it apparently is now because I think what was happening even in that game is they were having a hard time. Like the center was having a hard time hearing. And, and what Florida quarterbacks, the Mullen quarterbacks have always done is they do by the clap. Okay. Mm-hmm. They clap when they – that's like the snap count. That's how they, they signal when to – snap the ball Mm -hmm. and i've always found that a little strange because i feel like that would you would be vulnerable to 
um, crowd noise yeah. on the road because um, and unless you're like, and they do practice clapping, actually. There's like an art to that. I'm sure. But what do, I don't know, what do other people do? It's like your voice, like you say, like your hut voice. Or and then I think sometimes it's even there's like a visual, like the center can like literally see behind. I don't oh, know. Wow. I don't know if you can tell, but I've never played football. So <laughs> I think we're so getting into <laughs> need, the mechanics need, of it. I need Peyton and Eli to tell me about like, aren't they so good? Uh, but I need them to tell me how that works, right? Because I, I mean, I don't. And maybe some of you that are listening that have football experience, I know a few of you do, uh, can can maybe leave us a comment or something about like how that snap count works because whatever Florida was doing, it was not working. Yeah, and then you can go down there and help Dan. But yeah, yeah. this really does seem like a change in the narrative of the East because you know everyone, yeah. like we talked about before, like everyone was putting all of their eggs in this Florida's in Florida's basket because of this Alabama loss. Right, exactly. It didn't make a lot of sense. No, it made perfect sense. But I mean it made sense, but also you're putting their bank on a loss. Yeah, but still the Alabama, I don't I, I find no fault in doing what we did. I find zero. Well it So so get your righteousness out of here because <laughs> I, there is nothing about that, that that says we kind of misjudge. I will say as a Georgia fan, um uh I thoroughly loved this not just because i live in the house with you yeah. but also that because, is reason number one <laughs> but also because a i love a florida loss at any time and b i uh this this is good for georgia like to go ahead and like go into that florida game which for our schedule is really the hardest one i, I pretty much the hardest game that we have in our season um and going into that where they already have the loss and um it makes the Alabama not look as good. Yeah, I think Alabama's gonna be fine. I know, but I like to say, <laughs> you know, like it's like I think it's yeah, how I feel about Clemson. Yeah, you know, Clemson's say, sucking it up and I'm like, come on, Clemson, can you like make us look better that we beat you barely? Yeah, so Yeah, Clemson's having some troubles uh over there in ACC land. Yeah, I think uh, I think it does change the narrative. I think that uh, there is one team in the SEC East I think that is worth watching. We'll get to them in a minute. But I think that for Kentucky, I think second place in the East, you're going to have to lose twice, no, three times now, to fall under Florida, mm-hmm. which is possible. I mean, very possible. Georgia is no, possible? No, for Kentucky oh, to lose okay. three games like, in the East. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a tough loss for Florida. I think there's there's some – Heat on Dan Mullen, um, and I think there's some things from this game that deserves heat, but I think he's still doing he's doing fine. Right. So, and we'll I talk mean, about next week and where they yeah. go. I mean, he's not right. Urban Meyer and he's not Steve Spurrier, but like, who would Florida like? Florida fans are like, you know, let's go, let's go fire Mullen and get somebody else. Right. Um, who would they who, get? Who's gonna get right now? Yeah. Maybe Urban Meyer. Maybe Urban have Meyer. Have you seen his troubles that he's yeah, having? Yeah, I have. It's tough. It is. It, so he's... Did you hear what his wife did? No. So, of course, if you haven't it followed, Urban Meyer is the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars now. And he coached at Florida and Ohio State. Uh, this is his first venture. First NFL, NFL job. Right. Uh, with the Jaguars, they're 0-4. At press conferences, he's struggling. Like, you can tell he is not enjoying himself. And they lost on Thursday night. Uh, who'd they lose to? It was someone that was very close. The Bengals. Okay, they lost to Cincinnati. And uh, he, like, uh, got videoed at a club or something to where he was having a little dance with these younger women. 
and the younger women, uh, the one of them put a Snapchat of him, of Urban Meyer, like, with her. And she was like, does anyone know who this man is? He's been flirting with me all night. What? <laughs> Gosh, how old is he? Well, that's, I mean, I don't know, 40s, 50s. Okay. I mean, somewhere they, like, early 50s. But anyway, his wife apparently has been liking some tweets on social media about how Urban Meyer's like full of himself or something. Oh, so like it's trouble in paradise. I mean, too. it's just a mess. Oh, poor guy. So, now I feel bad for him. But I mean, he is going clubbing. I feel like that is a little like. Yeah. And he was wearing an Ohio State quarter zip. Oh, that's weird. I mean, it's kind of. That's weird. Do I? I feel like that's weird. Maybe that's not weird, but I feel like that's. Weird. I think it's weird. I think it's weird. And uh, I mean, can you imagine? Okay, let me ask you this: What SEC coach can you imagine clubbing? Ooh, Mike Leach. <laughs> Why do you laugh? I mean, that would be fun. What club would he be in? It's <laughs> uh, a good question. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Who would you want to go clubbing with? Well, since I hit the club so often. Have you ever been to a club? Uh, I have been to many the clubs, yes. <laughs> Gosh. I, I don't know. Like, how can you, how would you say that question? Like, how do you not? assume that i would have been to many the clubs before you lived over a club i did i did good experiences um let's see who would i want to go clubbing with probably coach o oh yeah he would totally be fun i think kirby would be fun no oh i do i don't think so okay well way to shoot me down gosh (laughs) i don't think i think he'd be fun uh in his giant head i don't know who would be the least fun probably eli Oh, Eli see, was... I was thinking Stoops. I mean, I feel like he would just be like sitting there, like smoking a, guitar, a cigar. I mean, well, that's that sounds kind of fun. I mean, just kind of yeah, taking it all so. in. No, Drinkowitz, and then who? Uh, I mean, Nick Saban would definitely be a like granddad. Yeah, big granddad energy there. Yeah, probably Brian Harson. Although, let's go. I ahead. don't know. I cannot. Put I don't know what what is an Auburn. Okay, that is my question. I, I don't even know. I need you what listening at home. I need you to go and watch the highlights from Saturday night when Auburn. We talked about streaks, right? Mm-hmm. Auburn wins in Death Valley against LSU for the first time since 1999. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. It's not 1986, but it's 1999. And uh, Bo Nix, who we just throughout into the dumpster forever we were like oh he's benched it's gone it's tj finley time let's go auburn uh back to lsu where he used to play i did not do that was that you that did that because i did not did do that. throw bo nicks out yeah i said that he was going to play in this game you did not say that i did go back and listen i can't do that right now <laughs> well then just believe I mean, me I, I did i said i think that they're still going to put him in okay but that doesn't mean he's starting no, I didn't say he was going to start, oh, but okay. I did say that he was going to play. Or okay, maybe I, I did say you. he was going to start. Okay, whatever. You better um, trust me. But anyway, you need to go and watch these highlights. You saw it. I watched it live, and I was like, and I, this is after the Kentucky game, where I'm basically comatose. But I see that play, and I'm like, wow, where he runs around the field, probably about 60 yards back and forth, and then just hurls it into the end zone. It was on fourth down, by the way. I didn't even know it was fourth down. Mm-hmm. And throws it in the end zone, and it's caught for a touchdown. And he did this, like, running, escaping Johnny Manziel little magic, like, four or five times during the game. I'm like, yeah. Bo, where has this been? I mean, this is awesome. I know. And I think that, you know, that – because, you know, he had – um two coaches right so like brian harson seems to believe in him yeah and then who is gus 
Yeah, Gus. And Gus obviously believed in him. So, I mean, you know that he's got to have something. He just hasn't shown it. And this has got to be what it is. You know, is this Manziel-like um, kind of being able to maneuver and to think quickly and to get out of situations like that and play in a Death Valley kind of atmosphere um, you know, I think he just really struggles with the daytime Georgia State crowd. I don't know. I mean, don't we all, right? <laughs> I mean, the, the daytime Georgia State crowd is one that does not fire me up. Um, yeah, it, it, he won that game on those plays and his ability to scramble. Auburn trailed the whole game and then took the lead with like three minutes left. Yeah, it was, it was, it had a definite Auburn Jesus feel. Yes, it did. And Auburn now, again, narratives changing. Auburn comes back, wins that game four and one. Kind of, you kind of erase the Georgia State, mm-hmm. and now you're. Yeah. No, I think so. I mean, now people are talking about the fact that they won LLCU for first time in twenty. I think years. people are confused, like me, and they're like, "What? You just almost lost Listen, to Georgia State. We didn't even know what their mascot the, was." Here's the thing about it's Panthers. Here's the thing about I know, college. but we had to look it up. Yeah, but I said it was Panthers. You can look that up, and then I. Confirmed I know it. that. Yes. Oh my gosh. But you're so... like saying that I didn't know it. Anyway, uh, now I forget what I was saying. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, we need to talk about that. Oh Second gosh. day with the headphones and I broke one of the Listen, pairs. and can we say who has the GIMP mic and the GIMP headphones over here? You and you're just, just sitting there with two hands free as a bird because I have one hand holding my headphone <laughs> and one hand with my 1940s journalist microphone. <laughs> this is not working for me. Okay, you got it. Listen, I had to fix my chair. I think it's, and I clearly didn't. I think we're even because of that. Um, so, in any case, what was I even saying? Um, no, here's okay. okay. Here's the thing about college football. Forget two weeks ago. It's all about what what did you do for me lately this week? We are crowning Georgia and Alabama mm-hmm. right now, right? I don't even know who Alabama. Who's Alabama play next week? Do we know yet? We, I, I think we do know. We, I just had to look it up. Yeah, I just don't remember. Um, Georgia oh, plays. Oh, I know. Who? It's uh, A&M. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saturday night. So here's the thing. We're crowning Alabama and Georgia. They could both lose on Saturday. Yeah. I don't like, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. But yes, you're right. I see what you're saying. Is and, and then that would be that would change the trajectory of the Yeah, it changes the whole narrative. Right. So college football, unlike every, any other sport, Premier League – is kind of like this a little bit in which you have these like narratives that totally change. And then you have the whole week to kind of rest on it. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the NFL doesn't, it doesn't generate that maybe because it's, it's a little bit more, I don't know. I think there's a sense with the NFL that it's, it's kind of inevitable who the top teams are going to be. Maybe that's a college football too. I haven't fully developed this thought. Well, but you're, anyway, you're talking to a blank slate here. I'm just giving you nothing on NFL because well, I don't know. You're right. So you like the Browns though, right? I do. Circa I did. 2014, <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, you just never know about college football. You know, for instance, let's talk about Tennessee. Yeah. So that was a game that all of us kind of gave up on except you said that that was going to be a sneaky good game so yeah will... and it, but it was not a good game it was a it was a total cluster from missouri yeah. and uh you know, they fired their d-line coach that's right so it's the second assistant coach that has been jettisoned this year auburn fired somebody 
squad yeah. receivers coach or somebody they fired. I think that's right. Um, but yeah, it's not good for Missouri. Uh, and, and here I was, you know, I predicted eight and four for Missouri. I'm looking like an idiot mm-hmm. because they ain't winning eight games because right. they can't stop me. Um, and, and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for them to to win any other games in the East outside of maybe Vandy. So was it, did Missouri have a, ter- it sounds like Missouri's defense was terrible or because I don't think Tennessee's offense was really, I mean, they're, they had like 683 total yards. That's a lot of yards. And like 58 carries. Hendon Hooker found his hook and. <laughs> did he lose it? Like, where did he put it? <laughs> and no, that's a serious question. Like, where did, where did Hendon Hooker put know. his hook? That's what they were trying to figure out because they couldn't figure out what quarterback they wanted to use. Um, but it seems like Tennessee like has some momentum and everyone's like, yeah, this does. is the hype like hype that we've hypo been talking songs. about type, type bleh, that we've been talking about and all this stuff. So Tennessee is feeling themselves. Um, Missouri is the opposite of feeling themselves. Yeah. I think Tennessee trying to feel someone else. Maybe. I don't know. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, Tennessee is the, is the wild card right now. In the East. I still don't think – I mean, they, they fell flat against Florida. But I think they're the one team that could throw a wrench into the division if this new hierarchy is Georgia-Kentucky. I think Tennessee is still the team that could throw a wrench. Tough thing for Tennessee, though, is that you play – you still have to play Alabama and Georgia. Right. Uh, so any any shot, you look at the kind of – you assume those two losses, then that's three losses in the SEC. So where are they going to fit in? But if I'm a Tennessee fan, wow, I feel pretty good about what I saw because this is a team now that can score. You can only assume the defense will improve um, as the year goes on and year to year. It's a talented roster. The Tennessee would prove it never recruited poorly. Well, they lost a lot of people to the portal, but they brought some more talent in. So I'm pretty high on Tennessee right now uh, to get – I definitely see them getting bowl eligible. I think maybe even seven wins. Uh, Which would be possible. really awesome. It's a phenomenal a season. New coach, and, and that would get a lot for that program. After three and seven last year, it would be a fantastic step. Uh, and next week, they play South Carolina. So, another chance for some more momentum before the tough games really come a little bit later on. Do you feel a little nervous about the UK Tennessee game? I'm not going to talk about that. But I'm scared to death. I have three games that we can talk about later, but I had three games that I feel like got more interesting after this week that are coming up. And then I also have two game, two or three games that are matchups I wish were happening in regular seasons. So okay. I want you to be thinking about that. Okay. I did not prep you for that. All right. Um, but, and we can get to those later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was Tennessee. Missouri was a big dumpster fire, but Tennessee's feeling good. Um, what else happened this weekend? Well, before we get to the the slaughters, um, boy, Texas A and M. Jeez. Uh, you talk about falling off your horse. Oh man! And you know, I my feeling about A and M was not when I made my predictions. I predicted them to go, I think, ten and two. Um, but I never that really didn't jive with my kind of vibe with them from last year because I I thought that they were. I thought that they were still they were overrated. I feel like the SEC overall was down last year, and they kind of just were the best of the rest. And they they lost to Bama early and kind of coasted. They beat Florida at home. Florida was really good last year. Outside of that, it wasn't really impressive. And now you see what they're doing. And granted, it's with a backup quarterback, 
And but they they just they don't have anything offensively. Yeah, or defensively. Yeah, and Mississippi State is not lighting the world on fire. They're getting a lot of yards. Will Rogers threw for four hundred yards, and his press conference wore a, a ten gallon hat. Um, what does that mean? What is a ten gallon hat? Like cowboy hat. Isn't okay. that what it's called a ten gallon hat? I don't know. Does it fit like ten gallons in there? Really? Is no, that a thing? That would be a really big hat. That ten... would be like Yosemite Sam. No, hold on. Let me see. Let me see what a a ten gallon hat looks like. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. But this is Mississippi State's first SEC win. Yeah, look, look. I can't. It's a, showing me. Look. Okay. It's a cowboy hat. Okay. A ten gallon hat. Sure, I'm not. You telling doubted you. me. I, I, you doubted yourself. I just never heard of that before. I think that's what it is. Jeez, you don't know. I, yeah. There's not ten gallons can't fit into that hat. I bet they could. Probably not. No, you talk about it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, State's first SEC win. Big, uh, <laughs> here's a 40-gallon hat. Oh, yeah. Okay, maybe it is. Okay. <laughs> By the way, can we talk about that guy's face? <laughs> That's creepy. That's creepy. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, first SEC win for State. Big win. This was in College Station, too. Right. You know, they, they lost at home to LSU, but here they come, you know, beating A&M on the road. Kind of negates that loss, I think. So I think if you're the Pirate, you feel pretty good about this. Um and, and I feel a little bad for Mississippi State because I feel like most people are looking at this and being like, oh, A&M sucks, not like good for Mississippi State, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I feel yeah. a little bit bad because you want to be like, I mean, they still beat A&M, They're the one you that know? did it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, but like they're struggling with their offense. They're struggling with their defense. They, I don't know what is going on in College Station um, I feel they had so much hype. I think, you know, I might have predicted them to go like 12 and 0 or something like that. Did you really? <laughs> I, I mean, that. did you remember that? It's like completely gone up in flames. Yeah. And they play Alabama this weekend. Yes. And that, you know, like that to me, I thought that that Alabama, uh, A&M game was going to be like the hype of Georgia, Arkansas, <laughs> you know, which I didn't think would have as right. much hype as it had this week. Right. So, um, yeah, it's just weird that, like, no one's really that interested in that game, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's one that you're going to watch the first 10 minutes and see how it starts. And then when Bama gets out 14 nothing, five minutes into the game, you're like, well, okay. I feel like um, A&M be. needs a good, close SEC win. They need to, like, yeah, have it's... a really good matchup where they play hard and then they pull it out in the win, like the U.K., game this weekend you know where you play hard right. and then you pull it out in the end well um a&m uh they're about to start 0 and 3 in the sec so we'll Gosh. see what that what looks on the other side but hey, my question is who who hates life more right now is it jimbo coach o drinkowitz or mullen oh like, i think it's jimbo because yeah. like this is like a steady decline like Mullen and Drinkowitz, I feel like you can like pick. You can be like, man, that was not Mullen's. Us. Mullen's fine. He's well, fine. I think, I think be Drinkowitz fine. is fine. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I guess they did lose to UK too. Yeah. Um, and who was it, Coach O? I think Coach O is just maybe a little shaky. Well, <laughs> he's on the hot seat, according to you. He and, is, and, and I think that that has um, maintained. And I, can I tell you, uh, LSU's. Football schedule, well, the football schedule, of course, is football. 
what their schedule for the rest of the year is. Sure. Uh, they're at Kentucky, mm-hmm. and then which is obviously a tough game. Home for Florida, at Ole Miss, at Alabama, home for Arkansas, Louisiana Monroe, and then home for Texas A&M. Yeah. Do they do they get to six wins? How many do they have now? Two, three, three. They're three and two. They might. They might just get to six wins. I, I mean, think they might literally get to six and six, which I think is what I predicted them. Literally every, all those games are against ranked teams except for the last two: Louisiana Monroe, who's awful, mm-hmm. and A and M, and the rest are against ranked teams right now. Well, you know, people are saying, we'll including Kentucky. About- Kentucky's ranked, by the way. People, Kentucky is ranked. <laughs> just want, just want to say that. I'm surprised you didn't use one of your little noises on your. Your soundboard. Okay. <laughs> Did you even know which one you were addressing? I had no clue. You just shot in the dark. <laughs> it worked out okay. I enjoyed it. Um. Anyways, well, I think next week will be interesting with LSU going up to Kentucky. You know, like well, we'll if, save it for Thursday. No, so. I'm saying if LSU can beat Kentucky, I How think. How dare that, you? I listen. We are an objective podcast. Um, we're not. I, mean, we're, at all. I don't think we are. <laughs> If, but I think if they could pull out that win, then that would be pretty amazing. The greatest win of the weekend, though, by far, was the Vanderbilt Commodores. That's right. Vandy. Did you see any of those games? Absolutely not. Okay, so UConn, despite what the New York Times will tell you, is awful. Like, the worst. So bad. Um, they're, they're just really bad. It's funny because, like, 10 years ago, they're actually good. They made, like... They go to the Orange Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl, like something ridiculous like that. And they were really good for like a year or two. What's mm-hmm. going on? Did you? I'm sorry. I, oh, I, Piper. It's just Piper. Okay. Um, but they're awful. Like absolutely terrible trash. Vandy was a 14-point favorite. Um, and Vandy's not good. So this game's close basically the whole way. And UConn, on fourth down, I think, through like a long pass that was tipped by two Vanderbilt players and brought down by Connecticut wide receiver. And that sets up a – did they score a touchdown or a field goal? One of the two. But they took the lead, UConn did. Mm-hmm. And then Vandy marched down the field and kicked at the two seconds left, a 35 or so yard uh, kick to win it. Their uh, field goal kicker, Vandy's, mm-hmm. is a transfer. Guess where he came from? Connecticut. No. Uh-huh. Alabama. Oh. So we know about Alabama and kickers, right? Even though Reichert, their kicker now, is really, really good until it counts eventually, I'm sure. Mm. But um, so you have this like situation where college kickers are are infamous for missing field goals in like the most critical of times. Right. And um, like you've got a kicker for Vandy versus Connecticut. Who's from Alabama? Like it is, it is a moment that is ripe for parody, and he makes the kick, and Vandy wins. So good for Clark Lee. Losing this would have been real bad. Yeah, yes, it would have been. I don't know if Clark Lee. I guess he would have made it through the rest of the season. Oh yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah. You don't <laughs> they, listen. I mean, what are they gonna do? I mean, That's he played true. at Vandy. Like he's got three years max. That's true. I mean, they're not firing yeah. him. Um. So yeah, Vandy won, which is good. For them and uh, for all of us, for all of us, South Carolina beat Troy. South Carolina, their offense, oh, woof. yeah, it's, it's Doty's struggling. Yeah, it's there's just not much going on for for Carolina. I think they're really going to struggle the rest of the way. Um, they really need to recruit a good quarterback next year. Yeah, 
And you're only a uh, transfer portal away, so we'll see. Yeah. I, Beamer's got, like, clips of his son, like, in the, the locker room with him. And he was, like, talking about how when he was that age, he was with his dad at Virginia Tech's locker room. Oh, that's nice. It's so easy to like him. It is. I mean, it is. it's so He's easy. He's very likable. I can say that now that we don't play him the rest of the year. Um, well, then we have two other games. And these were billed as the, the top two uh, matchups of the weekend. Um, it was really the week, or the the weekend to tell like how good are Alabama and Georgia, like right. it, how what is the separation like uh, between them and the rest of the conference and Arkansas and Ole Miss. Even though both games were at you know Tuscaloosa and Athens, um, Arkansas and Ole Miss were really considered to be three and four in mm-hmm. terms of the teams uh, in the SEC to challenge them. Wolf. Yep. As a Georgia fan. When you win thirty-seven to nothing, with your backup quarterback, who is, uh, I'm convinced, thirty-five years old, and an investment hedge fund manager, uh, slash a country club professional, mm-hmm. um, and a, a golf pro, um, how 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 are you feeling? Because Georgia is basically an NFL team. Yes, they're so good. So like. Are you are you excited about that, or are you fearing the apocalypse, which will surely happen again? What? I don't like that last statement. I, like, it is so nice to see all the gears moving as they should, you know? And I yeah. feel like we deserve this, and we've struggled a lot, and I deserve to have a super hyped-up game come to Athens and it is just a breeze. Mm-hmm. You don't... It's Arkansas. Though. <laughs> it was a super hyped up game. I, I mean, think I said last week that I'm not that concerned that about concerned about Sam this. Pittman. I know. Listen, I did you? I did feel bad a little bit. I think it was when we were up like 21 nothing and I was like this is kind of tough to watch. <laughs> it was very boring. As well, you it, found uh, it very boring. It was but very it was, boring. It was, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was very, very boring. And, but, but it was. I I think it is. It's it's just nice, and I am going to take nice because I've had a lot of stress. Okay, and I want nice, and I'm going to take it because Arkansas was ranked what eighth. Yeah. I mean, that's still really good. Right. Like, don't even say it's Arkansas. Well, well they're ranked eighth. Okay, so for us to come in, I still think Georgia should be ranked number one. Well, and I think it's dumb that they're not. So Georgia wins thirty-seven nothing. But then I don't want them to be ranked number one because that does not work out well for us. And then in Tuscaloosa, uh, Lane Kiffin, God bless him, told everybody to get out your popcorn in the pregame interview. Um, and then like threw his headphones. Well, I'm going to address that here oh, in a okay. second. And then. Uh, Proceeds to uh, the Macarral and Ole Miss. They march down the field, and they're uh, into like it's like first and goal, and they go for it on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. They don't get it. Bama goes down, scores a touchdown. I think Ole Miss does it again where they go for fourth down again and they don't get it. Alabama goes down and scores. Um, ah man, I don't know. Like Lane Kiffin, I think what he said after the game, he's right that you have to play aggressive. But points are points, you know, so I was kind of disappointed you know, as a fan watching because 
it kind of took all the air out of the balloon very early. Mm-hmm. And after the Georgia game, like, and, and we've talked about this a little bit, college football, it depends so much how you view it because every game itself is a work of art. Like every single game is a, a masterpiece in its own way. Unless it's Kentucky when it's like trying to claw your eyes out, watching Kentucky have to try, try to play offense. Uh, but Or Vanderbilt. Um, but it's just like it's beautiful in its own way. But if you look at the larger context, when you go ahead and say, okay, Alabama and Georgia, they're like in the playoff and there's nothing anybody can do about it, it's kind of a bummer when you want to see like 2007 levels of chaos and, and craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does give us some clarity and gives us kind of a bedrock narrative to kind of focus on, which is also nice. Uh, that kind of helps us analyze what we see going on. But again, that's me being very analytical. Yes, yes. And, and not emotional about it at all. Right, which, I don't know. How do you feel like uh, Ole Miss fans feel right now? Well, a uh, friend of mine I teach with is an Ole Miss fan, mm-hmm. and he was very like, and he made a good point where their their top wide receiver hurts his, his foot uh, before the game and uh, can't play. So that takes away a playmaker. I don't think that's the reason they lose. But I think if you're Ole Miss, I think you're fine. I think that that you're probably going to lose this game anyway. It's a bummer how you did. Mm-hmm. But I think Ole Miss fans should still be encouraged uh, because you look in the West, like Arkansas gets you know whipped up pretty good. Um, you know, A&M looks weak. LSU looks weak. So I, I still think you got it all to play for if you're Ole Miss. Yeah. And I think that's how they played. You know, I think that they, and I didn't watch this game super closely, um, but, like, I think Kiffin made some interesting coaching choices with um, by playing on fourth down right, and right. going for fourth down and stuff like that. Right. Um, and uh, I, 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 he's just not, they just weren't good enough. You know, I no, mean, Alabama's just a they're superpower. Not. I mean, and you're going to have to, and Alabama played the way that Alabama used to play. They just ran the ball. Right. And Ole Miss's defense, I mean, they're better, but they're 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 not still not great. Mm-hmm. And they just they're they're not quite there yet if they're not offensively at their best, which they didn't score any in the first half, you're not gonna be Bama that way. Um so they asked Kiffin about the the popcorn comment. Mm-hmm. And did you see, of course, by the end of the game, Big Al, did you see what he had? Did he have some popcorn? He had they no, not he wasn't eating it. They had like figured out a way to like have popcorn wrapped around him. Mm-hmm. That Big Al is Alabama's mascot. Mm-hmm. And he was like walking out on the field and he had this popcorn and it was like a dress. Oh. I don't know where they got that so fast. Like <laughs> credit to Alabama, like fine arts department or something for, for getting that uh, figured out. Anyway, so this is what they asked Kiffin. They asked Kiffin about the, the popcorn thing. And he said, that's a good question. As you guys know, I tell it like it is, good and bad. That was not premeditated. Sometimes you just get caught up in emotions, and I just heard something yelling in the locker room and someone saying that. I don't even know why it came out. And I actually said to my offensive coordinator I got when I got done and said, I just said something really stupid. You better score a lot of points. Mm. Um, and then he goes on to say, I didn't realize it was the last question either because if you watch the clip, he like throws the, the, the mic or the mm-hmm. headset, and the CBS reporter is trying to – Jamie Erdahl's trying to ask another question – so he said, they were calling for kickoff return. There's 30 seconds on the clock. The rest are calling for us. So I literally didn't know there was another question. And when I found out afterwards, you know, that that, that looked rude, which it did. I contacted Jamie and made sure she knew it was not on purpose. So I apologize for that. 
that was not done on purpose at all. It looked like when I saw it. And then I said it laughed at halftime to my offensive coordinator. I go, it looks like we didn't plug the microwave in, buddy. We didn't what? We didn't plug the microwave in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like, funny. I feel like, you know, Lane Kiffin's had a history of kind of doing dumb, immature things, you know, and saying dumb, immature yeah. things. And this was kind of a reveal. Kind of a callback to that. Yes. And it's, but it sounds like he has some, like, humility now. Where it, you know, where before he might not have. Yeah, um, I think so. But yeah, that was definitely like a, like he, I mean, that's kind of what I thought where you said it. He's like, oh crap, why did I say that? You know, yeah. we all, we all work to grow and be better, but sometimes it just comes out. Yeah, it does. But uh, I do like the humility that he, he, he kind of revealed those conversations uh, with the OC about that. So anyway, I think we're about, uh, that's about it. I think for us this week, just real quickly, some updates. Betting with Brittany, uh, you went two and one. All right. Last week, uh, you you bet on Alabama and Kentucky, and they both hit. Um, Arkansas, not so much because you bet Arkansas oh. to cover. Oh, I did. You did. Oh, I guess I thought it would be closer. You did, and it was not. So no, Georgia not. has kept you from perfection. Perhaps there's a lesson there. Oh, please. And then. I think we will also need to say that my two-lane lock of the week was that Alabama and Georgia both win by 20 points. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the final scores were Georgia 37 to nothing mm-hmm. and Alabama 40 well, – no, hold on. 42 to 21. 42 to 21. So if you do the math, yeah, it means the two-lane lock of the week hits. And I'm now 2-1 and one with the two-lane lock of the week. It's very exciting. Congratulations. Okay. You have got to stop. You, okay. Look at, look at me. You have got to stop this. Look at me. Look at me in the eyes. Stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And this has been You, Me, in the SEC. Bye.